announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Hey guys, this is Sonia Gomez tuning in from Denver, Colorado. This is another episode of The Hemp Revolution, where we are exploring the incredible journey that the entrepreneurs inside of the hemp and cannabis space are going through to pioneer what is known as the biggest disruption to healthcare in our generation. Today, my guest, who is the founder of My Health, etc., is going to be sharing with us his journey and how he's been able to build an incredible company that is serving patients from all walks of life with their products, services, and seminars. Please give a warm welcome to our guest, Mr. Jay Grover. How are you, Jay? Great, Sonia. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. I'm so excited to have you. This is like my favorite conversation to have is with entrepreneurs like yourself who have been a part of this beginning stages of the journey. The hemp industry is still in its absolute infancy as far as I'm concerned. And together with the products and services that are coming out into the marketplace and businesses like yours, we are seeing just such incredible transformation on the consumer side of how they are getting to experience the effects of this incredible product. So in the beginning here, I'd love to just hear from the horse's mouth a little bit about you, your background, and what you're currently doing in the industry. Well, sure. Actually, my background is I've been a professional photographer for the last 30 plus years. We've operated a photography studio. Probably about, let's say, three and a half to four years ago, my mother, who's 87, came to me and said she was going to get a marijuana card. And that about put me on the floor the whole time growing up. She was searching my pockets and my room. And so it was kind of surreal to have my mother wanting a, a marijuana card. But she was having trouble sleeping. So, you know, certainly I could understand that. She also got a, a booklet in the mail about CBD. And she said, you should look into this. As I started looking into it, it just grabbed me. And I knew I had to be a part of this. So we launched, actually it's Tri-Alpha 7 as the parent company, but we launched My Health, etc. opened an online store, added the products to a, a boutique store, and took off down the road. One of the things that really concerned me was, and we hear this from clients all the time, they would come in and say, well, you know, I got a bottle, I did a couple droppers full, it felt like it did something, but now it's not working. And so I was so afraid with this incredible substance that people would just put it down and walk away. Oh, that didn't work for me. So I knew right then that, that we had to educate and teach people how to use this and what to expect. So that's kind of how I got started. Nothing like an 87-year-old mama to bring you to your awareness, right? Oh, I'm telling you. Mother's work is never done. 
That's right. And she would say, you know, we need to sell this stuff. We need to sell this stuff. And I personally put it off because I just didn't know enough about it. But being the entrepreneurs that we are, we jumped in with both feet and, and took off. Now I don't see me doing anything else. Wow, that's incredible. As, as a matter of fact, right before I was getting on the line with you today, I was speaking to my uncle who called me sort of out of the blue talking about the pain in his shoulder, a pretty severe septic infection that he got or septus infection that he got after a knee surgery. And he's been a part of the AA community for several years now as a recovering alcoholic and has been pretty adverse to my use or involvement with cannabis and hemp, you know, always giving me the the speech around your body is better than that. You don't need these types of things. And today it was just a really eye-opening conversation to hear him say, you know, I've been experiencing these troubles in my body, shoulder pain, lower back pain due to arthritis, and then the overall experience of his body and immune system weakening after this pretty significant infection that left him bedridden and on IV drip antibiotics for two months. And he got on the phone and said, I've been researching CBD. I've been starting to take a full spectrum oil. And for some reason, it's, you know, it works for a time, but I'm still waking up about every two or three hours in the evening time. Is there something stronger that I should be using? Yes. And I'm like, absolutely, good old uncle. <laughs> so it's for me the cannabis and hemp health movement is really starts with the core of education. And most often I'm finding that new users, primarily in the demographic of what we would consider baby boomers, is oriented more around the exposure and education that they're able to acquire now, which is a far cry from the generations of negative stigma that's been associated with the plant and its derivatives for the last few generations. What are you finding in, in the infancy of your business? What are you finding to be the most challenging pieces of getting the right education and information out to the consumer so that your products have the exposure and, and distribution that you need to thrive as a business owner? I think it's a couple of things. Um, just about every client that comes into our boutique store, we have a mini seminar with. We almost won't sell products unless they're going to sit down and learn how to use them. I mean, we will, but, you know, a lot of times we'll tell folks, if you're not going to follow the program and use it correctly, then, then don't waste your money. Probably the hardest thing is convincing people that it's not going to get you high. It's not going to make you crazy that it's a natural substance, that's practically a bodily fluid. And even after you explain that and explain how the ES, uh, ECS system works, and they still, it takes them a little while for it to sink in. So we've also found ourselves doing uh, a lot of coaching. So they'll come in and we'll get them started on a program with the oil. And a little bit down the road, they'll come back and say, well, okay, I'm taking this much. And I don't think I'm getting anything or, you know, it's making me tired or, so we kind of help coach them and move them along. And the realization that this actually can change their life and that it works, and that's, that's such a reward. But I think the challenges are getting, getting people to understand the difference between marijuana and hemp. The base medicine, the mother medicine, is, are the CBD and the, 
the cannabinoids together. And it's, it's just, it can, that can be difficult. We also found that 90% of our clients are, like you say, baby boomers, 55 to 100 years old. So we were also concerned about some of the marketing and some of the products. I mean, hey, CBD snow cone or maybe this, that, and the other thing. I think a lot of it is people don't take seriously. Does that make sense? No, yeah, absolutely. We're interfaced with a lot of the same challenges. You know, over the last two years, my, even though we, my husband and I have a little over 30 years combined experience in the industry and have been a part of legislative development and owning and operating one of the first cannabis legalized cannabis companies in the state of Colorado as early as 2009, we've interfaced with tens of thousands and at this point now millions of people from around the world who are complaining of inconsistent or adverse reaction to or response to products on the marketplace so we're finding that the you know starting with the education and empowering an individual so that they can make an educated decisions about how they are selecting their products or delivery systems and you know how to microdose with phytocannabinoids and you know strain selection if they are in fact using cannabis based products starting there has been the first and most important step in creating this solidity and sanctity inside of the holistic health movement. And it's much different than the sort of esoteric idea of mind, body, and spirit, you know, spiritual wellness, and really bringing a humanized conversation that's connected to real science, paired with the what I refer to as more of the the bro science or hippie science that's been around for years, but only now is getting the real recognition and respect that it deserves. The Straganonas of the world who were hiding in the hills developing these transformational serums are now becoming mainstream. Science is pairing with it. And so we're getting, we're getting a lot more of a stabilized product, a lot more brands who have the efficacy of the product at the forefront of their business and are really committed and dedicated to the excellence in both product performance, production, and distribution. One of the things that's really remarkable to me in watching this industry evolve is the conversation that's happening internally, the standards in which we set with each other and ourselves with things needing to be organically grown or sustainably farmed, how it's extracted or how it's blended or produced all the way down to where it's being manufactured all around the quality and efficacy of the product. And I'm really curious to hear, and I've asked a couple other people the same question. I'm really super curious to hear your take on why and how this same criteria has not translated into, let's call it, the food industry. I want to know from you, why are we holding ourselves to such a high standard in the area of cannabis and hemp consumption and not holding to the same practice or quality requirements when it comes to daily necessities like food and water? I agree with you 100%. And that's I think it's because of the stigma of marijuana. I think because of that, 
in order for us to step out ahead, that we have to be, I don't know if this makes sense, better than that. We have to, and it's, it's one thing that, that affected the way that we structured our business. We wanted to make sure that it was professional. We wanted to make sure that it was family-friendly atmosphere. People can bring kids here. We didn't want the vape shop. We didn't want the head shop labels on the products. So I, I think part of the reason for us, our industry doing that, is because of the, of the marijuana stigma, if you will, to get out ahead of that and to show that, that it is professional and it is something that can help you and it is, we're not goofing around here. As far as the food, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous what we accept in our everyday products. And then when it comes something to something like this, which is, again, practically a bodily fluid, we just, we hold it to a higher standard. I think we need to do that with everything. Yeah, I agree. And I've heard the question answered in in multiple ways and and my my response to the question if it's okay if I share is you know I think the industry is is enough in its infancy now that we have a new opportunity before big business and big industry take over the standards and infiltrate with their I would say profiteering mentality, you know, I think quality of food and even accessibility to clean water is tainted and polluted with this overwhelming commitment to the quote unquote shareholders of companies like Monsanto or big oil or, you know, whatever it is that prevents us from holding our basic life forces to the same operating standards. And we have this mentality in our business of together as one and how we hold ourselves and each other accountable to a certain standard of excellence in how we provide or create value in the work that we do. So I, you know, I I just have to ask the question because we're so hyper-focused when we're when we're in this position of creation and our businesses are in our infancy and we're confronted with daily challenges like just getting compliant banking or being able to properly advertise our businesses we're so close to the picture every day that in some senses i feel that we take it for granted that there are much bigger issues in the world that you know in some sense of the word, we have kind of abandoned to focus on this new industry. Talk to me a little bit about the mission of your company. What is the mission that you guys have as an organization or the bigger thing that you want to contribute to as you start to build the profitability inside your business? I would say probably the biggest thing, the most important thing to us is benefit, that the clients get benefit, that we can show people what this can do, that we can change lives, that is probably the biggest driving factor for us. And I think that's why, again, we've structured the business this way, doing one-on-one consultations, seminars. Some of our vendors told us when we started doing this that we were probably the only ones in the country that were doing that, that were sitting down and, and talking to people and, and giving seminars rather than just throwing a bottle across the counter. Yeah, so cool. I love that. You know, understanding the gap in education from interfacing with the consumers. James and I developed 
a company called the Leaf Academy, where we created two certification programs. One is called the CBD Ambassadors Program, which is a really like a hemp CBD masteries program where people who have retail centers or are distributors of CBD, or maybe they're in a, a multi-level marketing or a direct sales position, the standard company education is not enough to help somebody make an educated decision about product selection or delivery systems. So we created the CBD ambassadors course to help folks to give them like a certified education that they could be proud to display that would earn them the respect to be able to support family members or community members making those product selections or a transition into using CBD. The other one is a natural health consultant and we're certifying coaches all across the world right now on how to use cannabis, hemp and other natural remedies and practices that they could use to improve their health and functionality. And it sounds like you are doing really similar stuff inside of your inside of your retail center and, you know, helping your consumers pick cool products and the ones that will work to deliver the desired results. So good on you for that one, because I'm telling you that bridging the gap of education to product is so huge right now. And I think you're right in saying that a lot of people don't get the desired results and end up abandoning it as a resource or alternative to otherwise harmful medications. I, I, Agree with you, and I'd like to back up just a little bit sure. to what I've found as far as people involved in this industry, uh, like yourself, and the fact that we are kind of a, say, a co-op, if you will, the U.S. Hemp Authority and policing ourselves and you know those kinds of things, I think is also very important to keep it that way. I think it keeps everybody honest, and I think most of the people that are truly in this business are in the business because they care. It's not about necessarily the bottom line. I mean, we all have to make a living, but from what I've seen, that most of the people in this business really care. And if we wanna keep it that way, then again, that's why we have to step ahead and be more professional and more educated than the average Joe. And I surely would love it if you would send me some information on your certification. Oh yeah, I would love um, to. Like James, I'm self-taught. And I know a bit, but I still need to learn more. And so I'd love you to send me some of that info. Oh, yeah, we'd love to share it. It was, you know, we partnered with a couple of globally recognized physicians who have personally treated tens of thousands of patients using cannabis and hemp as a part of their regimen. And it's just been absolutely incredible to see the difference. And we have a lot of self-taught experience, but when you bring in the science and the quote-unquote educated, certified professionals who are actually interfacing with clients on a daily basis and getting to track and trace their transformations, it's, it's so, so, so cool. So I'll, I'm happy to send you over that information for sure. We have a lot of budding entrepreneurs, no pun intended, actually pun fully <laughs> intended, but we have a lot of budding entrepreneurs, people who are listening to this show right now and looking for the support and guidance on how to 
grow the businesses that they currently have or even find what their point of entry into the industry could or should be. Being somebody who transitioned into the industry from an otherwise successful career as a photographer, can you talk to me, share with me three tips that you could offer somebody who is getting into this space? What are three things that you can share with them that might help them along the way? Education, education, education. Now, that doesn't count for all three of my words, but it's that important. I couldn't even consider dealing in a product like this if I didn't know anything about it. And I think that's one thing that's garnered us some credibility locally. We have probably 10 to 15 doctors locally that send people to our shop for hemp CBD products in our area. Um, And so they will not necessarily do that unless you've built up some credibility. They like your program. So I would say education would be first. You have to have some stick to This is not an easy business to start or get into. Uh, with, with laws and regulations on regular businesses, it's hard enough. Um, but don't do some research and, and look around and, and be prepared to hang in there, baby, because there's going to be some ups and downs since we are in our infancy. So I, I would say that. Boy, and just a, a caring for people, wanting people to have benefit. I mean, I think if you have those three things, if you have the education and you can truly care for people, I think it all, it all comes together. you got to have the perseverance to, as well. You know, we've gone through the banking issues. Currently, we're having Visa MasterCard issues. We just got a operational bank account yesterday. We'll sign papers on that tomorrow. Wow, and how long have you guys been in business? We've been in business about three and a half years. Wow. We've been through, let's see, one, two, three credit card companies and probably five different banks uh, that have kicked us to the curb. Of course, the 15th of May, you know, Elevon and U.S. Bank shut down CBD merchant accounts across the U.S. Yeah. For our website store, that cut us off at the knees. But luckily, we've been able to kind of hang on and things are going to start coming together again. But we've got to have some education, perseverance, and be ready for the ups and downs. Be ready to move. I love that. I say very, very similar things about building and growing the business. And for us, the success that we have found in overcoming the inevitable challenges that any business has, I mean, Forbes has published multiple times that eight out of 10 businesses are going to fail in their first 12 months, even up to the first three-year mark. And in normal business, you come across challenges that are not exclusive to the cannabis and hemp industry. Banking and merchant processing happen to be exclusive challenges to the cannabis and hemp industry. Marketing and advertising tend to be more challenging in this industry than any other industry. Financing, which is transferable no matter what industry you're involved with, having the proper resources available, but none of it matters in my opinion, unless you have a mission and a movement and a message that you are driving in with every single opportunity that you have. And what I'm recognizing right now is that the riches are in the niches and really understanding the (laughs) demographic that you want to be serving and working with and then falling in love with that demographic. A lot of the companies that I see having the biggest challenges are trying to be everything to everyone. They have 400 products, they have 5,000 different pieces of information, there's, there's no area where they're, they have knowledge and everything, but a master of nothing. And 
to me, that's really diluting the marketplace, whereas the folks who have really specifically focused in on this particular niche or captured audience and they have that message and they have that mission, they're creating a movement, the products are just a bonus to any of that and they're able to you know, consistently produce revenue that allows them to grow and expand and a lot more opportunity is being created for them. What are some of the unique opportunities that you've had to change somebody's mind or help somebody that would have otherwise been unapproachable or unattainable because you're a part of the CBD industry? You know, I'd have to say, we give seminars and talks all over town. I've probably spoken to most of the service clubs in town, rotary groups, Lions clubs, places like that, where a lot of those guys are pretty set in their way. Mm -hmm. They've got some pretty set ideas about marijuana, CBD, what this stuff is. So I'll have to say that that has been a challenge. When I do those seminars or talks, again, trying to get people to understand that it's a natural thing and a natural function for our body sometimes can be so difficult. But I would do seminars or talks at these service clubs. The response would be okay. It might be a little on the chilly side, but we'd always pass out some coupons. It was rewarding to see how many coupons we started getting back. People coming in, hey, I saw you talk over here, and you know, most of my friends said you know, they'd never touch this stuff, but I got this pain. So Anytime that that happens, that we do a seminar, we can reach a, a large group of people. That's one thing that's been very helpful. I don't know if that answered your question very good. Yeah, no, that, that totally answers my question. Because you guys are serving what would be considered a more conservative demographic, where you're in that baby boomer niche. You're seeing the 65 to 100-year-old customer base who, as you said, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but an old dog has old pains too, right? So, yeah. And everybody's trying to fix these old problems with new solutions, which happens to be, CBD happens to be the way that we are revolutionizing self-aware care. And everyone's aware of these things that are thorns in their backside, but they go to that generation in particular, this is actually was a perfect answer to my question because that generation in particular has been mentally and physically primed and trained to believe in and trust in a system that has now since been broken. You know, back in the 60s, 70s, there was still this feeling that you could trust and that you should trust the powers that be. But in the recent generations, over and over and over again, that trust has been compromised and the millennial movement is one that is raging against the machine. They're calling out these broken cogs in the wheel and saying like, we need and want these to be fixed or we're going to fix them ourselves. And the hemp revolution is very much about that where we want new and sustainable ways to build our homes, to fuel our cars, to fuel our livelihood, to empower our communities and create consciousness around what we are leaving for the next generation. And I think that the work you're doing in the baby boomer crowd is going to allow that generational transmission to be reignited. America is a cesspool of lost culture in my opinion. And those, those small pockets of families or communities that are able to preserve some sense of originality from their ancestry are because of the old people who are hanging on tooth and nail to what once was. And the culture that is today's 
marketplace or communities is very much diluted. Our grandparents are younger and younger, our parents are younger still, and our children are being lost to the digital age where we are having to fight for their time and attention next to YouTube and video games. So I think that the work that you're doing is helping to raise the vibration and consciousness in those more conservative communities and helping to bridge that gap that would otherwise separate a grandchild from their grandparent. And now they have common ground to say like, okay, am I 20 something year old is passionate about cannabis or is interested or involved with cannabis. Now I have a point of conversation because they attended one of your seminars or tried one of your products. I think that's fantastic. Well, we've had several uh, millennials uh, bring their parents in. <laughs> They're like, please help this woman. I can't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've been talking to her about it for months and you know, finally got her in here. And so then once again, we start explaining and educating, then you just see this amazement wash over their face. Like, and I hear this so much. Why in the world couldn't we have done this a hundred years ago? We've had this substance has been around for all thousands of years. And we're just now getting it. It makes some of them angry once, once they turn over, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, I think that that's so incredible. So tell me, tell me what your business looks like today. Do you have multiple locations? Do you have your one location? Are you both on and offline? Talk to me a little bit about my health, et cetera. Sure. Well, we're both online and offline. We have, of course, the website store, myhealthetcetera.com. We also have the boutique store here. We want to add, of course, more products, new products. We also would like to expand and grow a little bit. But as we talked earlier, the uh, banking situation has kind of hindered that a little bit. But we'll hang in here, and as, as soon as those things get taken care of, and then we'll continue to grow. So we've kind of had to draw back a little bit here in the last couple of months. But now that we're going to be able to get an operational bank account, probably within the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to have a merchant account we'll be rolling again. And so then we'll pick up the pace and uh, again, start adding new products. And as we get a little more established, we may look at uh, opening up some other locations. Very cool. Well, I'm really excited to follow the growth of your guys' company, Jay. I think, I think it's just remarkable and anything that we can do to, to support in the process, you know, as you're talking about bringing in new brands, a lot of the challenges that I've heard from folks who are operating retail centers is, even though they may be producing or carrying products that they know, like, and trust, or maybe you're, you're producing a product of your own, they're still looking for diversity, that the consumer demands diversity and seeing multiple brands, and that's how the consumer brand has been trained. And one of the things that we took upon ourselves was helping to raise the bar and efficacy of the products and brands by nurturing the entrepreneurs. So we actually have a business mastery program where a lot of brands have come into in order to stabilize their manufacturing and gain access to banking that would allow them to operate like normal businesses. We teach them how to properly advertise and market their company so that they can reach a broader audience and we open up new distribution channels for them. So I'd love to be able to share with you some of those brands and products that you know are going to deliver the desired results. They come with education and competitive pricing so that everyone is in a win-win situation and all as an industry, we can rise together and really help 
our consumers, our demographics get access to those products that will deliver the desired results. That would be great. I would love to get that info. Okay, cool. I love that. Any last words that you would like to share with our community about your business, your brand, or your mission? I'm, I'm just so fascinated by how you guys have wove in the education as part of the front end of your business. Is there any words of wisdom that you can share for some of the existing businesses and brands that are out there in closing, in your closing statement, that will help to motivate or inspire them in, in their process of growth? Sure. I think you need to set yourself apart. Because of all the things that we discussed earlier, we need to be better than everything else that's out there. We need to present, I think, professional, family-friendly atmosphere. We'll win over more of those conservative folks and some of the baby boomers. But you're right. you got to find a niche. You know, every day uh, we get calls or emails, hey, we want you to carry our product. Hey, we want you to carry our product. But 90% of them don't meet up to our specifications. When we first started selling CBD three and a half years ago, nobody was selling it here locally. In the past few years, now it's everywhere. It's at the gas station. And for God's sakes, people don't buy your CBD at the gas station and at carnivals and, and everywhere else. So it has also been a little difficult to stand out for the crowd. So you're right. You have to find that niche, whether it's the baby boomers or, or whatever the case is. And, and make yourself stand out. Give yourself some credibility by presentation, your marketing materials, what's your business look like, what's your logo, signage. Give some thought to those things. And I hope that helps. That's incredible. Good job. I love it. I think, again, thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. And together as one, we can rise above the standard that has been far too low, in my opinion, for far too long. Really excited to continue to follow the journey of your business. And for those of you who are tuning in on this episode and want to get directly connected to Jay and myhealthetc.com, go ahead and look for the link right below this video. We always share the links and ways that you can gain access. If you are located locally inside of Arizona, feel free to reach out to them directly. Again, the links will be posted below this video. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. Stay tuned for more episodes and check us out on the emeraldcircle.com if you are considering getting into the industry or perhaps are already in the industry and are faced with some of the many challenges that we continue to discuss inside of this podcast. Go ahead and check us out at the emeraldcircle.com and we will see you on the next episode. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. 
this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.